Look, in the solar business, there's really only two types of people. There's the ones that crush it, make six, seven, and eight figures, and then there's everyone else. The question is, which one will you be? Over the last four years, we've studied the sharpest solar sales and marketing professionals and how they build multi-million dollar incomes using only the best sales and marketing strategies. So how do these solarpreneurs do what they do and what makes them so successful? This podcast is your answer. Join us and thousands of sales pros, marketers, and entrepreneurs as we take the solar industry by storm and uncover what it takes to sell more solar with less effort. Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast. What is up, solarpreneurs? Today, we have a legend in the field of recruiting. I'm excited to welcome my friend and my mentor in the recruiting game. His name is uh, Ryan. Thanks for coming on the show, my man. Yeah, anytime, my friend. I'm excited. Yeah, should be awesome. So a little background on Ryan. He, uh, I ran into him, I guess it's probably on Facebook. I, start, I started seeing his ads pop up like crazy. They're hitting me every day. He was targeting me hard. So finally, um, started clicking on his stuff and checking it out. And he's telling me that he's recruited hundreds of sales reps and um, has spent millions of dollars to figure out how to recruit the best way. So I'm like, all right, I'll check this guy out. So I hopped on a call on him, and um, that was the start of us working together. And he helped he helped me take my recruiting game to another level. I think our office at the time had like around five guys in it here in San Diego. And now ever since I've implemented his processes and just his systems to recruit, I've grown the offices to about fifteen reps. And that's in less than two months, I would say. So pretty yeah. crazy. So so awesome. And been wanting to have him on the show, but he's been a busy guy. Um, just finished a book there. So uh, yeah, that's kind of his background. But uh, yeah, Ryan, we want to hear your your background. Tell us how you got into this uh, recruiting game and what kind of your background was and how you came up yep. with the idea. Totally. So appreciate the the intro. Super excited to be here. Love the, uh, love the podcast that you have going on. Super exciting. And I think the, the industry needs it for sure. So I think it's going to blow up for you guys. Um, yeah, so, um, I'm, I'll be 30 years old in a, in a few weeks. Um, I started in sales when I was 20. Uh, the first, you know, uh, four years I, I had two sales jobs, both, you know, in call centers. My first one was this, <clears throat> this ghetto 15 person call center in Orange County. And we sold SEO services over the, over the phone. Anybody that, you know, uh, listens to this podcast and owns a solar company has probably, you know, received those types of calls from those marketing companies. So I was that guy when I was 20, 21 and uh, going into 22. Um, then I got recruited into mortgage and I was doing that for a couple of years. That was my first six figure um, sales job. Um, uh, was an amazing experience. Um, and then I ended up going into uh, entrepreneurship um, at the age of like 24 ish. Um, Struggled for about six months. Um, I'd saved up a, a good amount of money in mortgage. In over six months, I invested in you know a few different businesses, uh, really stupidly, and uh, was just really inexperienced. And then I had about like 
1500 bucks to my name and I was going to have to go back into mortgage because that was my, you know, easiest way to make the 10 to 20 grand a month that I, that I got accustomed to making. Mm-hmm. And I was hanging out with my buddy miles and asking him about, um, you know, I was going to try maybe doing like starting my own marketing company. And so he knew how to build like websites and stuff like that. Um, this guy was actually the guy that got me my first sales job at the SEO call center. I met him at the gym. Um, when I was looking for a job, it happened to, to be like that. Um, but asking him about like marketing and creating websites and stuff like that. And at the same time, he was like posting ads on Craigslist and, you know, uh, you know, just messaging people online and adding these people's names to a list. Mm-hmm. And he added like 10 names to a list within, you know, 30 minutes or something like that. Yeah. And so um, after about, you know, a half an hour of watching him do this. I was like, Hey, you know, what are you doing over there? He was like multitasking, you know, speaking with me and talking about his connections in the Philippines to build websites and all this stuff. And then I was like, what are you doing? Like what? And he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, scheduling interviews for Hadari. Hadari was our, our call center manager at that first job. And he's like, yeah. So I just, you know, kind of manage ads and schedule interviews for them. Huh. And so I, I dove in for about 15 minutes and then, um, and I was at this point where I was going to have to get a job within two to three weeks. And so I was like, I think the easiest way for me to make money would be to sell a few contractors in Orange County on marketing services because mm-hmm. my dad had paid, you know, 1500 bucks a month. So I was like, that's probably my easiest money. And then I started asking Miles questions about what he was doing. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's freaking gold here. I'm going to make this a business. And yeah. so um, long story short, I got an understanding of what he was doing. And I uh, started my first company. I was called build your sales team. You know, it was my, you know, created my business bank account and all that type of stuff within a few days and got a merchant account and started cold calling companies on Craigslist to sell them, you know, this, this really cheap recruiting service. Yeah. Um, so I was able to pay my bill and then fast track three months uh, later, I didn't have to go back to a mortgage, but three months later I got my first uh, um, roofing contractor in Kentucky. This guy, Philip Petrie, he hired 1099 door-to-door sales reps and um, he bought my service and then referred me to a bunch of different roofing contractors all over the, the United States. And then I was like, cool, the home improvement business, like these guys have money. It was the easiest sell that I had gotten in that three months. Yeah. Um, and he's like, dude, you should just dive into this direct sales thing, the outside sales. If you master this, I think it'll be a, a really big thing for you because nobody's done it. And so, um, yeah, so that, that's when I got into the, the 1099 kind of door-to-door thing. Um, about a year, year and a half later, one of our clients, Evolve Solar, um, uh, was acquired for 52 million bucks. They, you know, persuaded me to close down my company in Orange County and to move up to Utah to be the director of recruiting. I moved up uh, here to Utah. And then, um, and then I was there for, you know, with them for a little bit. Uh, the, the acquisition ended up being a nightmare with Sun Edison. And so I... I stopped that, went to go start my company up again. And pretty much I've, you know, over the last five plus years now, I've, I've worked with a few really large companies and um, I've served probably over 150 organizations now, small and large, you know, just mastering this localized sales recruiting process. And I've spent just over a million bucks now of their money and just kind of tested everything under the sun. And I've just created this cookie cutter process that, that works for, for companies that recruit high volumes of uh, direct sales dudes. Wow. That's crazy, man. It's a lot of, a lot of long path there. And I realize you've gone through all that yeah. stuff. That's yeah. sweet. You've worked with all that. So you definitely have the experience. I mean, hopefully spending a million dollars 
Uh, hopefully you figure out a thing or two how to <laughs> recruit guys spending all that. But uh, my yeah, question it wasn't, my, it yeah. wasn't my money, but yeah. The, have you done this across like all industries? Cause I know there's a lot of door to door guys. I started out in pest control and yeah. I mean, you got the alarms. Have you worked with guys from every single industry and you know, it works in every pretty much any type of direct sales you could do. Yeah. So uh, it's the, it's the same process across all of them. You know, some industries are a little bit more sexier, like solar is honestly my favorite uh, because you know, the, the income potential just is easier to like understand like the amount of income that can be created in solar is just easier than looking at like a pest control or security thing. So the income looks bigger, even though sometimes it can be a little bit more difficult to obtain. Uh, but people coming into the industry don't always know that. So that makes it good. Um, uh, you know, like the solar industry because it's, you know, saving people money, it's renewable. Like people just think it's sexy. Right. And so, um, it works across all industries. It's the same process, but some industries and some organizations are easier to recruit for. So the industry is like, you know, better. And if the sales program is better then it makes it a little bit easier, but yeah, it's the same process. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, what, what, uh, impressed me about what you're doing, Ryan, is just like the system. Um, yeah. I thought it was like so dialed in of just getting the leads and then having it organized into one email. Cause I think that's, I don't know what you've seen, but for me, I think that was one of my biggest issues. I just wasn't organized. I wasn't keeping track of the the prospects I got coming in. And I think I was leaving a lot of recruits on the table just because I would talk to them once and they'd be like, oh, follow up in a couple months or whatever. Now's not the right time. Then you forget to follow up with them. So uh, yeah. yeah, what I learned from, from you is to put them all on like a CRM. We got, we're using the pipe drive right now and um, keeping that organized. But yeah, I mean, uh, what, so did you learn that kind of from your friend? Is he the one you're talking about that was going through Craigslist? Is he kind of the one that you saw use that process of organization then you just kind of applied it to, um, to what you're doing? Yeah. So it's definitely, you know, I've, you know, changed it probably 20 times and evolved it to make it better over the last, you know, five plus years. But that's where the idea got sparked. And ultimately, I saw a process that was done being done locally. And I was like, hey, if I can figure out how to do this for cheap, um, and if I can do it for 20 to 30 markets at once, 20 to 25 markets at once, I can make some pretty decent money doing it. Um, so <clears throat> it started out with, you know, helping one, two, three companies in the first couple weeks and then slowly scaled, and then the roofing contractor referred me, and all of a sudden, I was having to run my process in 20 to 25 markets at once, so I was forced, um, so I can serve the clients, I was forced to figure out a system that I can deliver on that, so in the first, like, 18 months of my experience, what I was doing is managing ads, screening candidates, and scheduling interviews for 20 to 25 areas all by myself. They're, like, 14, 16-hour work days, but like all the stuff that you're going through on the front end to get people into the groups, I was doing that for, you know, 20 to 25 locations by myself. Hmm. And so, um, uh, because my service was so cheap, I was forced to be able to, you know, to figure that out. And cause I was just trying to create like a, you know, some type of low cost solution in, in the marketplace. But, um, I'm not sure if I answered your question there. No, that's good. Yeah. I just kind of wondering how you came up with the idea today 
to do yeah. the organization process, but it sounds like it was just kind of through trial and error. And after spending a million dollars and figuring out what works, sounds like you pretty much tried it all and then just figured out the best way, right? Yeah, it's definitely a bit of pain, that's for sure, but it's yeah. solid now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's interesting is when I started doing this, uh, your process is cool because we're posting on multiple mediums. You got us posting on Craigslist, posting on a zip recruiter, indeed. Um, mm -hmm. we started up a funnel, kind of a, a sales funnel, pushing ads through Facebook. So what's really, really cool is you're getting leads from multiple systems or multiple mediums and then they're all coming into one thing. And, yep. uh, and yeah, I thought that was super interesting. We had a guy and the other thing I like, you're not posting. We're kind of drawing them in with the ads. We suggest what mm -hmm. kind of doing three different positions. One is for like a manager and uh, just a sales rep and then kind of a, a canvasser. Is that kind of the three different ads you suggest posting for companies or is it Actually, different for each company? Yeah. So it's a little bit different for each company. Um, like, you know, you guys, you have something what's called like, you know, a lot of people uh, listening to this podcast understand what it is, but you have something called a setter closer model, right? Yeah. Um, where you have appointment setters creating appointments and then closers going to close those appointments. Right. And sometimes, yeah. you know, it's one manager overseeing both of those divisions or, you know, a canvas manager and a closer manager overseeing those. Yeah. And typically a field sales organization, um, they want to grow in that same area and ideally in other, other markets. Right. And so, uh, you know, when you have like those type of different roles and that, that future growth happening, sometimes you can get away with advertising to all different roles, like maybe a, a canvas manager, a closer and an appointment setter and get all of those people into a same group interview setting and go through a specific process that actually persuades them into whatever role they're actually qualified for. Yeah. So it, it depends on, you know, um, you know, the, the organization, sometimes you can get away with doing that still when it's just like 1099 all door to door send close your own deals. What yeah. happens, the reason you can't get away with it is because uh, a lot of these people, <clears throat> you know, whether on like Facebook or LinkedIn or ZipRecruiter Indeed or Craigslist, whatever it is, mm -hmm. they're going through and they're applying within 30 minutes to like 30 to 50 jobs. And so a lot of the times they're going quick and they're just getting connected with like 10 to 20 companies. So by the time they get in front of you, they don't even really remember what they like they submitted their info for. So that's one of the reasons why you can kind of get away with that, if that makes sense. But yeah, it depends in regards to like, you know, the way people are spending their money. It's super important to use all the different platforms, you know, indeed and, and ZipRecruiter are great ones. But <clears throat> the reality is if, is if you have, you know, 5,000 people in your area looking for, you know, a potential sales opportunity, it's like, why wouldn't you want to be in front of every single one of them? Yeah. Well, if you do, then you got to be on all the different platforms because all of them are not just looking on one. Right. And so sometimes that takes a financial investment to be able to do that. But in an industry like solar for a lot of the guys that are, you know, that are, that are listening to this, you know, even one to, you know, even like one extra rock star a month, you know, over a 12 month period, you know, 10 to 12 guys is going to be, you know, you know, potentially life changing for them and their business. So yeah. that, that investment into all the ad platforms, I think is super, super important. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny. Well, our, in the case of our company, we only needed more setters, um, mm -hmm. people to set up the appointments, but obviously you want to be posting all different types of, uh, the ads. So we still posted like canvas manager, um, sales associates, 
and entry level representative, even though, yeah, it's not, we don't necessarily need those people. Um, but it's cool because you get more leads coming in. And I think the idea of that is because um, you can't post like the, mul the same job multiple times, right? It's not yeah. a recruiter and those sites don't want you to do that. Yeah, so every platform's a little bit different. You can on Indeed. Indeed gets more and more strict as you go. Uh, but on, you know, ZipRecruiter, you can, you know, you can you can duplicate the same ad in the same market with like different titles to bring in more leads. But yeah, so every everyone's a little bit different. And I think, you know, I think everybody should be posting, you know, multiple positions for sales up. Um, mm -hmm. if they are ethically going to, you know, recruit into those positions in the future. Like yeah. I don't see anything wrong with posting like, you know, a solar sales uh, consultant role, you know, and within the ad, it says, you know, you know, one year experience required. Well, if that person applied to it, that doesn't have that experience finds themselves in an interview and they get persuaded into the appointment center role. Well, you were ethical in your ad, they still yeah. applied and got, got in the room. Right. And so, uh, you know, if you have a systematic way of growing your organization and advancing people within it, then it just makes logical sense to people, right? So if I'm talking to five people that applied for a closer role that really are not experienced for that yet, but I say, hey, like, you know, that our goal is for you to make money, right? We want you to see success within this organization quickly, right? It is commission-based sales. Mm -hmm. And everybody that does well within this organization, the reason that they do is because they actually start at the foundational part of the, the, the position, which is just simply setting appointments, right? It's like if you can't, if you can't set appointments, then I would agree that you think that you're not going to be able to close, right? Yeah, exactly. And so what we do is we have a, a systematic way of you, you know, you come in, you learn the basics of the role. You don't give you too much, right? You don't have to go through that typical, you know, you know, 30 to 60 day learning curve. But we, we allow you to see success quickly in the entry level side of the role, set yeah. appointments, make money quickly. And as soon as you hit 20 in a, in a month, 20 sets or whatever the number is, right? Like you want to have a metric. As soon as you hit X, Y, Z within a 30 day period at that time, we're going to start training you on the, on the sales side. And now you're setting your own appointments and we're going to transition you into closing those, those appointments, right? And as soon as you can do four sales in a month with your own, you know, the own leads that you set, and it's at that time that you're going to qualify at preset opportunities or whatever. But I think if it's, you know, if you, if there's, metrics internally like that, that companies commit to, and then they're not just lying to the marketplace, then I think it's fair to post multiple ads in the, in the, in the same area. I don't want to, yeah. you know, we don't want to be like, you know, deceitful, right? Yeah. That'll bite us. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's really cool is, um, our company, they're just posting only like door knocking positions. So it's say we're looking yep. for people that knock doors, set up, Mm -hmm. uh appointments what i realized is that we got pretty low quality people generally i mean we got some okay yeah. people that are applying but ever since we started doing this we're posting like canvas manager sales associates entry level we're getting like a lot higher quality people because we're seeing we're having people to see like managing roles incomes a lot higher mm -hmm. and yeah we're not necessarily lying to them but it is funny too we get some of those like hot shot guys who think they're like top of the world and all that <laughs> I think yeah. I told you about it but we had a guy that was like a school I don't know I think he was like a school principal or something like that and he came <laughs> in and he's like oh I've managed teachers I've managed kids um this is yeah. for me and then and then 
Um, he was still pretty interested, but then after like the initial group interview we did, he called us and he's yeah. like, Hey man, um, with the guy of my level and experience and everything I've done, I just thought it was kind of a slap in the face that I like went to a group interview and wasn't taken seriously. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, I'm yep. sure you got stories. Is there people that are like that that think they're like yeah. above everyone that come? But yeah. It's just those people the reality is those people are just so so clueless about the the opportunities are out there. It's like yeah. Okay, cool. You were making sixty grand as a teacher, or, 50, or eighty, or whatever it was. Like, yeah, you know, there's guys that are your age right now making two, three hundred grand in solar. That guy's yeah. never gonna be able to make that money in any other opportunity, right? And so, um, you know, there's always those people that think they're, you know, you know, high and mighty. But um, yeah, that's super funny. Super funny. <laughs> yeah, you get some people like that, but yeah, the point is, <laughs> I think you get way more high, higher quality reps coming in and yeah deal with and, some guys like that but yeah it makes sense like the the reality is is like you know a lot of the companies that listen to this you know if they're posting like door-to-door sales rep ads the reason that they're doing that is because they want door-to-door salespeople. yeah right but the reality is is like the top guys that are in door to door, they're already making 10 to 20 grand a month. They're already doing well. You know, it's, it's more about the program that you have and being mm-hmm. able to persuade quality people into the organization. You have to be able to take somebody that's green to the industry and that hasn't done this before. If they have work ethic and you have to have a good program and culture to be able to turn those people into champions, that's how you win. Yeah. You can't compete. You can't get the guy that's making 200 grand a year because the bigger companies are giving the guy 50 grand just to, you know, like you can't compete with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're the real, so the guys like, you know, that are posting ads for like door to door sales, you know, they're getting people that have a lot of the times poor backgrounds that are going to door to door sales because they think they can get 1099 positions because there's no background check. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's obviously not what we want. We want to try to figure out how to get, you know, high volumes of ideally quality people into the company. Well, what that takes is, is it takes advertising to everybody that's even thinking about a sales opportunity and getting an opportunity to present your opportunity to them, right? And persuading the guy that maybe was making 36 grand a year and has been having a salary for, you know, four years into a, a 1099 commission-based role, right? And maybe yeah. it's that guy that's going to be the next diamond in the rough if you have a good support system to bring him on board. Nobody, most people are not waking up and thinking like, oh yeah, like I want to apply and take a door-to-door sales job this, you know, this week. It just doesn't happen. It's like, yeah. you know, uh, you know, a solar appointment or a, a homeowner that you guys sell solar to, you know, you go to knock on their door today and you do a same day set and close them in three hours. They didn't wake up this morning and thinking like, I can't wait to spend 25 grand on solar. A solar system today it just doesn't happen you have to create the right type of lead and then you have to have an opportunity that actually says gets them to say okay this is awesome i'm going to step forward in faith and do this and then if you can have a sales program that has the end result of allowing the good people to be successful right it's never going to be 100 percent retention but if you can have a, a a program that gets in front of all of the marketplace 
and a streamlined process that allows you to present your opportunity to a lot of great people and you persuade a percentage of those people and 20 to 30% of them end up being champions. Well, that's a, fr- that, that's a freaking awesome thing. That's a good thing. But yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. yeah awesome tips there. Um, so yeah, I know we talked a little bit about kind of the job postings and all that, but as far as getting people that are attracting people, that have already been in door to door or maybe know a lot of sales, things like that. What are your suggestions for getting people like that to come into your, um, yeah, to coming, coming in your opportunity from other markets and that are already having success? Yeah. So that's a, that's a great question. So if you're organically doing it, it's gotta be relationship based. So you Mm -hmm. have to be connected with people or you have to have a sales program that organically, you know, gets people to reach out to you, which is takes time and money. And that's a, you know, that's a long-term game that everybody should play. Like, of course, anybody wants an organization that people are naturally reaching out to them to check out the opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm a six figure rep and I, I finally learned that there's more out there in the solar industry, but I'm like this contractor I'm working for, like, it's not the best deal. I know that. And so if I'm the comp, you know, if I'm the, one of the companies that that person naturally reaches out to, that's a cool thing. But you know, that's difficult to create, even though a lot of people should, you know, uh, create it. We all know those, those larger companies that we see online, like all their guys are posting about their own stuff and the culture seems awesome. Like we all know those, those handful of companies, you know, it takes a lot of money and effort to create, but everybody should definitely try to create that. And so that can organically bring in those like direct sales reps. Uh, and you know, uh, and maybe those are, those are network based as well. Um, for, for people, you know, for organizations that don't have, you know, the programs that are organically attracting people or that do not have, um, you know, uh, you know, the, the network or the referrals to attract those type of people. Well, a lot of the times it takes cold, cold contacting or paid advertisements through different, you know, different platforms. Um, so like Facebook as an example, you know, I could, you know, I can, you know, go to Tampa, Florida, I can create a specific ad in a funnel and, um, do, you know, have an ad and do some specific things kind of like what you and I did. Yeah. And I can, I can put that ad via Facebook or maybe LinkedIn in, in front of a specific demographic and bring out the pain points that even a good person may be experiencing and attract them through my funnel. Right. So a big one that, you know, you know, 90% of organizations are facing at solar, their reps are facing are problems with fulfillment, right? And so that's, that would be an example of a pain point in bringing that out in the advertisement. Like, you know, you're a sales rep selling five to eight systems a month. And, and, and so you track them with something like that in ad copy and you bring them down this, like, you know, this, uh, this process of, of pointing out their potentially their biggest pain points and maybe you can collect, you know, uh, contact information in that way through targeted ads. Uh, but then you have to have a better, you know, program that they're experiencing right now and a good recruiting process to actually persuade that person into the organization. So, you know, you can organically through your, your network or just by having a word of mouth awesome program, get those experienced people. Or you can cold contact via Facebook and LinkedIn, create contacts, build relationships with those people over time and maybe recruit them down the line or have targeted ads that you're dumping, you know, money into to get in front of a specific demographic, maybe like via Instagram, uh, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's 
so much potential there. It's kind of, that's one, a little bit more of a difficult one to figure out. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. 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 That's a lot of stuff there. And I think, Sorry. especially <laughs> with the targeted ads, um, like you're saying, well, when I first, uh, started talking to you, it took probably seeing your ad 50 different times before I actually like, <laughs> I get you up and decided to yep. check out what you're doing. So I'm sure it's similar if you're trying to recruit these high level guys, probably a lot of them would need to see your ad yeah. multiple times and just kind of get brainwashed by it almost until they're like, all right, I got to check out what this is. I got to check out what the opportunity is. See if what it helps is going me. on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To put it, you know, to give you an example, mm-hmm. um, just, just two weeks ago, there's, um, you know, um, one of my, you know, solar sales recruiting ads, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have, I have tons of people coming through that all day. And then, you know, one of my recruiters here, like funneling those and, you know, I, I'm closing them down for one of the, you know, our, our biggest, you know, our biggest partner. And so there was a guy in, in Texas a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, that made 213 grand last year. Um, and I know that because we do, you know, income verification with anybody that says that they're legit, which by the way, everybody should do if, if they're, you know, investing money up front to this person or providing appointments, you should be verifying what they're saying in the interviewing process is actually accurate. Good point. Um, Cause yeah. most, most people are full of it, but, yeah. um, so this guy, um, uh, a contractor, uh, missed his last two checks. And so the, you know, two Fridays before, or maybe the Friday before, um, you know, he missed a big check. And then the Saturday after he came through my, my marketing funnel, um, the contractor missed a $15,000, give or take a thousand dollar, uh, a check. And so this was like the fifth time the guy saw one of my advertisements and he's like, you know, I wonder what else is out there. And this yeah. guy was brand new to solar, had been with this company for two years completely dedicated like the stories that this guy went through with this contractor are just ridiculous like this guy is a freaking champion um and uh you know it just so happened that our ads were out because they're out always in front of everybody that we've attracted this you know multiple six figure type of uh solar sales manager and now he's probably going to go on to to do massive things within this organization um and it's all because I'm investing money into putting, you know, advertisements in front of people. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of the companies watching this, they've had negative experience and they think like the quality people on job ads are not good. Well, it's it's not about that, right? Like a hundred percent of the people that you're going to recruit are not always going to be good. Like it takes, you got to be in front of everybody. You know, we're in commission based sales. You got to just, you know, your ads have to be right. They have to be everywhere. And then you have to good, have a good recruiting process and a good sales program to have everything kind of click. But Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've learned. Really. It's just another numbers game. Well, yeah, you got to sift through the right amount of people. And luckily with the systems you have and the processes, it makes it so much easier to organize it, keep track of these people and just make the most of your money. Cause I think I'm sure you've seen it too. I'm sure a lot of companies waste so much money on, they're recruiting when they could be implementing a system process like you have and you're actually tracking everything and can know what yep. kind of results you're going to get for sure, which has been awesome. Yep. But yeah, Ryan, where would you say the best types of recruits are coming from with all the sources you're getting? I guess what's the one, where are the highest quality reps at from what you've seen? Yes. Yeah, so, um, 
Indeed right now is the best one. So the market's okay. always changing. Um, okay. Indeed is the best one, unless you can, um, it'll be difficult to do, but if you can, you know, if you can figure out the, the targeted Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram stuff, mm-hmm. and you have a good program to recruit into, right? You can't get the, you can't attract a guy that's at this amazing organization and maybe he just for some reason submitted this information. Like if he's at this, actually has a pretty good opportunity and you're just like some, you know, you know, company with some crappy online presence and you know, if you're just not like a better, like if you don't have a better opportunity, it's going to be difficult to, to recruit them. Right. So, but if you, if you, if you have that type of program and you master the Facebook, the LinkedIn and the Instagram type of like targeting and collecting information through those platforms, that is where the, the quality is because the quality is already working at another organization. Yeah. Right? Only, you know, very rarely if you mess up somebody's check or if they didn't get the growth opportunity that they, they were promised or if they do not like the leader, you know, or if they're ready to go start their own thing, mm-hmm. which is you know, five to 10% of the top people out there. Well, you know, those people aren't really looking on things like an Indeed and ZipRecruiter. So with those platforms, it's high volume, you know, pumping people into the organization, ideally, you know, somewhat quality people, and then having a program that can support them. But historically, or, you know, over the last like six, 12 months, Indeed has been the best platforms from like the typical job ads. So if I was like a regular solar sales dealer, you know, you know, a couple partners, maybe that has like a Regis location or something like that, and a couple reps, um, you know, I would immediately, you know, the, the, the quickest success would be, you know, taking, taking like a thousand bucks a month and you splitting that up between like ZipRecruiter and Indeed, something like that. That'd be like the quickest path and easiest uh, path to success for them right now. And then they can just grow on top of that, uh, on, on, on top of those investments. Okay. Cool. And yeah, it dawned on me. I know my company has like a physical office and all that. And I think you talk about this in your course, but what do you suggest for people that maybe they're, they're like startups or they're summer sales type things or where they maybe don't even have like a physical office and they're just trying to get people on board. Maybe they don't have a much of a web presence either. What do you suggest for those people as far as like implementing your processes? Yeah. So the one thing with the whole online presence, over two thirds of the people considering your guys' opportunities, they're looking at, your company, your reviews, everything online. So if you guys still have a ghetto site and you've got, you've, you've been okay, you know, without that, right? Maybe you just had like a core group of door to door guys that you, you broke off with and you guys are doing well. Well, if you kind of want to scale outside of your network and do this whole like localized recruiting thing, you got to have like a good online presence. Over two thirds of the people are looking at that. So that's not, you can, you can dump, you know, you know, you can figure out in a day on how to fix that yourself right? It's not that difficult. You just invest, you know, maybe even 500,000 bucks towards it and, and, and spend, t- spend some time, time towards it. Yeah. You have a decent side Facebook page, you know, um, you want to have good, ideally a few good online reviews, like for your company, like the, you know, Google and Yelp, right? If you have one review and it sucks, well then go freaking get some better reviews, you know, go get 10, four to five star ones and fix it. Just put effort yeah. towards it. Um, you need to have good reviews on Glassdoor and Indeed. You know, if I'm a candidate and I type in XYZ Solar Company in Google, 
there's typically going to be a Google listing that shows up, you know, Glassdoor, Indeed, Yelp, and it's always it, the Facebook page. It's typically those things that, that show up. And if they just see four to five stars everything on, on everything, which shows on the, the front page of Google, then that's typically a thumbs up. So I would say start with that for sure if you don't have an office, regardless okay. of, of you can have a good online presence. And if you don't have the funds to invest into an office, then you can do things like you and I are doing right now via Zoom. But the reality is, is if you're, if you're starting a solar company and you want to build a sales force and, and you're not down to drop, drop a thousand, two thousand bucks on an office every month, well, you just need to change what you're doing. Like okay. go sell an extra deal a month yeah. to freaking pay for it. That's what I think you should really do. <laughs> so go hustle. Yeah, that's what, that's what I think organizations should do. You can, you can have success with the Zoom thing. Like I can get 20 people, you know, on a Zoom and, you know, you and I can do that like the typical group process. You can totally do that. Um, it's not going to be ever as powerful as it is in, in a face-to-face, -face, right? And having that like physical environment like, that says like this is a real company. When you don't have that, it's just not as easy to recruit. If you don't have that physical office, you can still build, right? Maybe you don't have that much money and you're just starting. You can still build and have success. It just won't be as difficult. You have to have a good online presence and you have to be in front of a, enough of the right people with the right recruiting pitch and a, a good pitch around the vision and, you know, the, the growth opportunity within the organization to persuade some good people to, um, to join you. But I think everybody should commit to, you know, if you don't have the funds right now to going and, and, and selling more to pay for an office, uh, because it's just going to make it easier to grow, right? That's why they yeah. don't sell. That's why we don't sell via Zoom, right? You go sell in the home. Yeah. It's because it's easier to sell, right? It's face-to-face. -face. Um, yeah. So you can do a Zoom, but you just have to have like a, you know, a really good pitch. You have to be in front of the right people. And you have to have something unique within your opportunity if you're going to do that. You know, maybe to some, some of the companies listening here, maybe they're connected with like a, an installation company. And maybe they have like one office, but they're running like, you know, four miniature teams in four different markets in four different states. And those guys are just working from home and they're people that they know. Yeah. And so everything's going okay, but they want to, you know, you know, they want to recruit via Zoom or something like that, localized people that's out of, outside of the network. They just have to have something unique that's different from the other opportunities that are out there in that local market, right? And a good online presence to to back it. A unique opportunity would be something like, hey, after you put in your first four deals in a 30-day period, we're going to start sending you up preset opportunities. So it'd be like, okay, it doesn't feel like that physical thing, but I was meeting with this other company that's all 1099 door-to-door. -door. It's always going to be like that. And there's no management opportunities. This company, even though they, aren't, they don't have the physical office, I think I can get past that because there's management opportunities. And after I prove myself out the next 30 days, they're actually giving me some lead opportunities to close. So it's a little bit more sweeter of a, of a sales gig. So that's a long answer, but. Okay. Yeah. I love it. So yeah. I think bottom line is if you're a solar company, stop making the excuses, just spend the, spend the extra thousand or whatever and get an office, right? Stop putting a bandaid on the wound and heal it up, get your online present, right? Online presence to game and then get your office. I think that's going to help a ton because obviously you're losing deals too if you don't have a good online presence and good reviews and all that. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's like if you want to freaking make a million bucks, like it's not going to be easy. It's yeah. going to it's going to take money and a, and a ton of freaking effort. Like it's creating a good company 
is super hard. I've realized that over the last five years, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like it's super, super difficult. And what we all do is really difficult. We're, we're recruiting commission-based sales reps and trying to grow an organization around that, you know, being the kind of the front end of our, of our business. So yeah. it takes money. Yeah. And then the other thing I learned going through your course, Ryan, is, and I think you would agree, but some of the best high level recruits are coming from rep referrals. So they're coming from yep. guys. Actually, we had a story, our latest recruit, he came from a conference we went to in LA. It was just a, it was just kind of a business seminar type thing. But yeah, we had a guy that came from Texas. He was just out here, didn't really have anything going on. He came out to check out this this guy and we're like dude why don't you just stay out here come work with us so we recruited this guy just from a conference kind of networking type thing but yeah and we've yeah. had some super high level recruits come from yeah just friends hitting up people on facebook so uh i know you have some different ideas in your course but what are your suggestions for getting those referrals and getting guys from just your own team getting them to recruit how do you kind of um how do you kind of inspire them to be recruiting and, and get them motivated to do that? Yeah. So, I mean, it starts with, I mean, if you're talking about the guys that are internal, mm -hmm. it starts with having a good program, okay. right? If, if I come on board and onboarding was super unorganized and the leadership was late to trainings and they skipped one of my field day trainings because they went to go take an appointment. So they rescheduled me for Wednesday evening instead of Tuesday evening. And the support and the onboarding just wasn't what it was supposed to be. That's not a good start to get referrals. And who knows, maybe that guy was your next champion, right? Um, so every organization is a little bit different, but it first starts out with having a good experience, right? You have to bring on lots of people and provide a good experience initially, drop the, drop the ones that aren't working within a week or two, right? You'll know who the workers are, but take those ones who are the workers, that, that 20% or whatever the number is, mm -hmm. and uh, invest time into them and make sure that they have a good experience. If those guys end up being the guys that are putting in the five, 10 to 15 deals a month, you know, the type of people that we want in a solar sales company, well, we wanna make sure that they have a good experience so their life is impacted and they're at a point where they're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I was a principal, right? That guy, and I was making six grand a month, and I came into this like solar industry that's booming, and XYZ Solar, this company, put me in a, in a position where in my fourth month, I made 18 grand. Like, my wife is freaking out. Yeah. Friends, I have to tell you about this, you know? And so it takes a good program. And then yeah. there's, you know, it takes effort and work. You can do things like you did at that event. You know, you can create connections via online and, you know, not in a recruiting way, but in a friendship way. Um, hey, you know, I saw that we were in the same industry. You're in a different state or you're in the same state. I'd love to connect, not a recruiting call, but, you know, just trying to build relationships, right? And you get that guy's, you get, you get that person's, you know, contact information. You have a real conversation about, you know, each other, not with any intentions. And then you have a contact that you can follow up with every 30 days. Maybe nine months later, something happens like this guy I just recruited where the contractor messed up the check. And this guy's throwing in eight deals a month, but he's just at the wrong company with a crappy, you know, fulfillment and sales process or something. 
And you're yeah. the one that's been following up with him for nine months. And you know, it's like, this guy cares about me. He really loves his company. I'm going to hit him up. Um, yeah. yeah. So those are the things that I, that I think about. Yeah. And I think that's huge. Just like building that network and actually keeping in touch with them. Um, yeah. I listen to podcasts all the time kind of about that, but networking and, I think it goes for recruiting too. If you're keeping in touch with guys that can potentially work for you or potentially be recruited, it shouldn't just be a thing where you're hitting them up when they're looking for new opportunities. Right. But if you're building that relationship, if you're keeping in touch with them, then they're going to remember that they're going to say, okay, this guy's not just hitting me up right now. Um, just because I'm looking for a new opportunity. He's been hitting me up maybe once a quarter, maybe once a month. He's been hitting me up all before that. So he actually yep. cares about me. He actually has a great opportunity and I'm going to listen to what he has to say. So I think it's the same with recruiting. It's finding a CRM or that minimum, just like a spreadsheet that you can keep guys that could potentially work for you, work for your team down the road and keep in touch with those guys. And I think that's been a huge key to what we've learned from you and what we're doing with it. Well, cool, Ryan. Um, I know we got to wrap up pretty soon here, but the last thing I want to ask you is just, um, what's kind of like a bird bird's eye view of what your recruiting process is. So just kind of walk us through that. So you get a lead from LinkedIn, Facebook, Indeed, wherever you're getting them. And then what happens after that? What's your process for helping companies recruit? Yeah. So the, the, uh, a quick run through of the process is you have paid advertisements, right? Typical, okay. you know, average cost per recruit should be, you know, I have found, 100 to 200 bucks right okay. so you should be able to get around you know um that point if you're all 1099 all door to door no office crappy online presence it's going to be higher but you should fix all those things and it'll be in between like 100 to 200 uh but anyways you have you, you know so to put it in perspective if i spend 1500 bucks a month mm -hmm. well in that 30-day period i should be able to get around 10 recruits right yeah and so i've developed a process to be able to do that really easily um, and depending on the organization, the retention should be worst case 20 and ideally up to 40% with a good program. Like your company has a really good program, right? You yeah. know, the canvassers get hourly. So it's easy to persuade people into that role and to get over that hump of the commission-based 1099 thing and not paying their bills in the first couple of weeks or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, but, uh, um, you know, if you can imagine, you know, my process ultimately has the end result of recruiting worst case five, but ideally up to like 10 to 15 people a month and having a 20 to 40% retention rate. And so what I do for organizations is I put the, set them up with a localized structure where they can recruit around 10 people a month. So, you know, if they're retaining 30%, so they recruit 10 people a month for 90 days, well, that's 30 recruits, 30% retention is nine people, full-time workers in that market, which can be super impactful for them. So I've mastered that process and what it looks like, is paid advertisements and then candidates come through a specific process there is an emailing screening or a resume screening mm -hmm. uh, probably about a third to 50 percent of them get a response okay and they go through that emailing a texting process and then a follow-up call process mm -hmm. um, there's not a lot of time wasted on phone interviews a lot of it's done via online getting them into a group interview setting yeah. but there's paid ads uh, there's an upfront screening process that's mostly administrative so it's very simple um, so there's not a big time investment into it every single day. And then there's two group interviews a week, right? So there's two group, group interviews. Maybe it's a Monday and a Thursday or a Tuesday and a Thursday or a Friday and a Saturday or 
whatever it is, but ideally two, so we can option close people into a group interview setting and just have more than one a week. So there's not this big gap in, in between us seeing the candidates. And so um, most of them can actually have a choice, right? Not everybody can make one appointment. So yeah. there's ads, there's a basic screening process. There's a couple group interviews weekly, a 30 minute presentation that, you know, let's, let's, you know, candidates know what we're going to do in the next 30 minutes, you know, goes into the, the values of the organization, the product, the service, you know, the opportunity, the growth, the vision of the organization, and then a few other things and ultimately screening out the people that are not interested in whatever the main role is like commission-based door-to-door sales. And so you have ads, a screening process, two group interviews, you know, maybe five people, you know, 10 people show up by the end, four people will walk out because they're not interested or you'll, you'll allow, you'll allow them to leave because they're not a fit. Mm-hmm. And then you funnel those other six into final face-to-face meetings. Um, and then ideally recruit a couple of those people. Right. And so, um, and then in, in the onboarding process, the last thing that I'll, that I'll say for onboarding, if, if for the companies that are on here, 1099 door to door, I would highly consider having, you know, splitting up your program into a setter closer model, even if it's commission based and paying setters like a hundred bucks per sit and just making it really easy to track if you don't have like good accounting yet. Um, if people can see more success quickly and make money, they're going to, they're going to be able to retain more. A lot of the times where companies are, there's no training pay or no draw and it's going right into 1099 door to door. Like there's a big learning curve and only the, you know, the top talent is going to be able to figure it out quickly. Like a lot of the people, you know, listening to this podcast, we can do anything for any product and get a script and go do, do well and be one of the top guys in the company. Most people are not like that. They need a program that can allow them to see success. But if you're 1099, the last thing that I would say is I would maybe have a couple days of onboarding, right? Even if you switch to a process that has, you know, ads, screening, group interviews, two group interviews weekly and onboarding, you know, it makes sense to have onboarding the day after your group interview so you can get people into your organization quickly. You know, the most, most likely they're going to they're gonna go see 10 other companies by the time they start, you know, a week or two away in your weekly or biweekly training, and you can lose them. There's attrition, especially when it's 1099 door-to-door and there's no upfront, you know, pay in, in the job. But ad screening, group interviews, final interviews that are quick, and then right into onboarding. And just week after week after week after week, you can't stop. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the deal. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's the key. And I mean, I've been working with Ryan for a couple months now. I still took four pages of the notes from just the stuff we talked about. So you shared us some golden nuggets, man. So we appreciate you here sharing your secrets. And I know we barely scratched the surface, but that's the last thing I want to talk about where you just finished your book. So tell us a little bit about that. What's your book and um, where can people get that coming up? Yeah. So the, the book's going to be freaking awesome. Super excited about that. Um, I think by the time you let this podcast out, it may be available on, on Amazon, but okay. the book's going to be called six, six figure sales recruiter. Um, there's going to be a ton of more gold in that book, but it'll be called awesome. six figure sales recruiter, how to attract recruit onboard and retain the world's best sales talent. And, uh, yeah, by the end of March, 2019, it'll be on six figure sales recruiter.com. Uh, for free if you just pay for shipping and handling okay Love and then it. it'll be on amazon uh as well so it would be awesome regardless of where you guys get it if you can hit amazon and give me a little review that would be freaking awesome Ooh, so, love it. okay yeah so guys hop on amazon the very least you can do for a man ryan is 
show him some love, give him a review just for what he shared with us today. So it's been awesome. And uh, yeah, anywhere else people can connect with you or find out more about your program or how you help companies, Ryan, that you want to share with us? Yeah. So um, if you want to see if you qualify to work for us, you can go to salesrecruitingu.com. So salesrecruiting, the letter u.com. Um, if you find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, Ryan Homan, H-O-H-M-A-N, you'll find that site as well. But yeah, S-A-L-E-S, recruiting, the letter U.com. Um, you can fill out an app and one of my, my reps will reach out to you um, to talk about our, our programs. Um, and then, yeah, get the book. At a minimum, you guys should be investing into your education. This is going to be a, an awesome tool and a really cool gift that you probably, probably can give your new reps and your new, your new managers coming on board so they can start developing their mindset around the most important topic uh, of, uh, of building the organization that you guys are building. Sweet. Cool. We'll definitely hit Ryan up. And yeah, if you're not, if you don't already have a system in place for how you're recruiting in your organization, if you're not getting consistent recruits coming in every month, then it's definitely worth considering working with Ryan and checking out what he's doing. So appreciate you on the show, Ryan. And any final piece of advice you want to give for our uh, solarpreneurs that are trying to up the recruiting game before we let you go? I would just say, what you want to accomplish is not easy and it's going to, it's going to be difficult and it's going to take a while and it's going to involve sales reps and it's going to involve bringing on people and having them fall off and let you down, but you just have to have the right expectations going into it. Every 10 that I recruit, three are going to retain and I'm not going to be emotionally attached to those seven or whatever the number is for you. Mm -hmm. And so you got to understand that stuff and just continue to build month after month after month after month until you build a real sales organization that predictably generates the type of revenue and income that you want to create. Love it. That's it. Awesome. Well, there you go, guys. There you go. Solarpreneurs, just keep it going. Keep the recruits coming in, organize your process, organize your system. And that's how you will crush it in the recruiting game. So Ryan, thanks again for coming on the show and uh, we will talk to you soon, my man. All right, guys. See ya. Thanks. Thanks. Yo, solarpreneurs, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked it, go ahead and share it with your friends. Share it for anyone in the industry who could use help with their recruiting and growing their company. Now, for next week's episode, we're going to have a millennial that is dominating in this industry. His name is Walid Halti. He has been featured on Grant Carnone's podcast. He's growing his company to dozens and dozens of millennial reps. And most importantly, he knows how to manage those guys because we all know that managing millennials can be a nightmare, but he has figured it out. So you won't want to miss next week's episode. Tune in next Friday and keep crushing it in the solar industry. Peace. Wow, what another amazing episode of the Solarpreneur Podcast. Now, before we take off here, do us a favor and go leave an honest review on your platform of choice or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps us get the word out about the Solarpreneur movement and impact more entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and marketers just like you. And hey, don't forget to head over to Facebook and join the Solarpreneur group for more daily content that's going to impact you and help you take your sales game to the next level. See you guys in the next episode.